See, I'm just so excited to get into the message this morning. I forgot we had an intro. So there it was, the Mythbusters. And here's our myth for today. All good people go to heaven. Hmm. Ever heard that before? You know, there was a Sunday school teacher who was talking about going to heaven with his group of kids. And he kind of wanted to find out what they knew first and what their ideas of going to heaven were. So he was asking them a few questions. He said, okay, how about this? If I sold my house and my car and everything I have and I gave the money to the church, would I get into heaven? And they all answered, no, no, no. Hmm. He said, well, what about if I decided that I'd take care of the church? I'd mow the lawn, I'd clean the windows, I'd vacuum, I'd do everything all the rest of my life. I'd make sure it was pristine and beautiful. Would that get me into heaven? And they all said, no, 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 no. So he said, well, what about this? What if I made sure that I loved everybody around me? I loved my wife. I loved my children. I was kind to animals. I was good to all the people that I met. Would that get me into heaven? And they all said, no, 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 no. He says, well, then what is it that I have to do to get into heaven? And one little boy way in the back raised his hand. He said, yeah, Johnny, what, what? He said, you got to be dead. And therein lies the problem, doesn't it? You see, it's kind of a one-way ticket. There isn't anybody that we know in our history, in our lives, in our families that has come back to say to us, look, I've been there, I made it. Here's the definitive list for you to get into heaven. Here is the criteria. Here is what you have to do. We know that heaven is a place. We know that we are promised that in the scriptures to be with God forever. And in most world religions, have a place that you go. It's kind of this whole scenario. There's a good God and a good place that you go. And that's where you go if you have been good. And so that's kind of the pervasive attitude that we find in our society. It's an ancient attitude. It comes from way back when people sought to appease the gods to make them happy so that they weren't angry. And so we work to do things to make them like us, to leave us alone, to not send thunder or lightning or storms or plagues. That if we were good, then we'd get to go to a good place. You know, it's kind of what we call fair in our world. It's the way our world works, isn't it? I mean, if you work hard at your job, you get rewarded. If you work hard in school and get good grades, you get rewarded. We do good things, we get good rewards. It's what we would call fair. You know, it's interesting that there was a survey done of Christians and about 83% of the Christians said that they believed that as long as somebody was good, even if they were of another religion, they would probably get to heaven. The bottom line was that we do good things to people, we live a good life, we'll probably get to heaven. You notice there's a word in there, though. We'll probably get to heaven. Are you sure? You know, that's usually the problem with that. I've had conversations with Bible-believing Christians, people who even have been of the Lutheran faith most of their life. I've sat 
with them and talked. We've talked about people who've gone on before them. And I said, I bet it's exciting for you when the day will come, you know, as they've gotten up in years, when you'll get to join your loved ones in worship of Jesus. And I've had the response, boy, you know, I hope so. I've tried to live a good life. I've tried to be good to people. What is it you hear people say so often when you go to a funeral? He was a good guy. He lived a good life. She lived a good life. They were a good person. You know, that is in our mindset. Being good gets us a reward. But there is a problem with that. What is the standard for good? What is it? What do we have to do? As I said, no one's come back to say it's A, B, and C. So we're kind of left up in our own minds as to define what that good is. And it morphs depending on our perspective. What do I mean? Well, put up the next slide. I want you to look at some names of people and different people up there. Names that I'm sure you recognize, both famous people and infamous people. Now, we could easily look at this list and we could pick out somebody like a Mother Teresa and we would say, wow, she was really a great and loving person. We could easily look at an Adolf Hitler and say he was evil, he was a monster, he was a murderer. You see, we can easily make those determinations in our mind. But again, I would say it depends on your perspective. And you might say, well, what are you talking about, Pastor? If it was 1930... And you lived in Germany when Adolf Hitler became chancellor and came to power. You would have looked at him as the savior of Germany. Somebody who would bring Germany back from all the things that had happened to them in the First World War and would restore the fatherland to what it was supposed to be. Somebody who was important. Somebody you would look at as good. Let's take somebody like an Osama bin Laden. You know, I'm taught in our religion as you are to love my neighbors and love my enemies and do good to those who persecute me. But somebody like a terrorist like bin Laden believes that it's important to blow up and annihilate those who are of a different religion, who are enemies. And so to them, that's good, but it's bad to me. Do you see the problem that begins to happen here? It all depends on perspective. Where's the definitive thing of what is right for people when we say good people go to heaven? It morphs and it changes. And so we can look at these things. We can identify people. We can pick out what we think is good, what we think is bad. But somebody else from another culture, from another land, from another religion might have a totally different read on what we think is good and right and true and what gets you into heaven. Well, let me ask you, none of you, I'm sure if I picked out a Hitler and I picked out a Stalin, I picked out an Osama bin Laden, none of you are that kind of person. None of you are bent on world destruction and have killed millions of people. But what about in your life? Have you ever done anything wrong? Do you think you've lived a perfect life? Because, you know, the Bible teaches us that the standard is 100%. It's perfection. The Bible says, and Jesus says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is in heaven. James tells us that if you screw up in one little area, you're guilty of the whole law. Let's come to, like, my favorite subject, driving. How many of you have ever exceeded the speed limit before? 
You broke the law. I mean, I have. I plug it in a lot of times when I'm on a trip at five over the speed limit because I know that's kind of safe and nobody pulls you over. It doesn't even bother me. I don't think that I'm sinning, that I'm breaking the law, that I haven't been good. It's just what I do. But guess what? Then I'm just as guilty as an Osama bin Laden or a Joseph Stalin or an Adolf Hitler. And you say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, Pastor. I'm not that bad. I haven't done something like that. But you know what? The Bible teaches us something else about being good. It also teaches us there's no degree of sin. My breaking the law speeding is just as bad as if I'd killed millions of people. See, that doesn't work in our mind, though, does it? That's not fair. That's not right. That's not our standard. That's where we come up with this idea of being good because we've defined what that is. We can be a good person. We can live within these boundaries, and we can think that we're just okay, and we're going to get to heaven because of it. We don't like that 100% standard of God when it's applied to us. But you know what? We really do like a 100% standard in our lives and in the things we do. For instance, if we said, well, you know, a 99% standard in life is good enough, here's what would happen. For instance, if we said 99% is good enough, there would be around 700,000 pieces of mail not delivered each day. How would you like it if your cell phone didn't work for 15 minutes a day, every day, that would be the 99% standard. There would be over 100 operations that were totally botched in hospitals. And I'll give you one more for a 99% standard. There would be at least two planes on a collision course with an accident impending every day at O'Hare Airport if we lived by a 99% standard. You see, you wouldn't tolerate it. You don't want that to happen in your life. You want people to be dependable. You want a 100% standard. But when we apply a 100% standard to us to say we have to be perfect as God is perfect in order to get into heaven, then we want wiggle room. Then we want the standard to be a little different. Then we want some of the things that we do wrong to be overlooked. You see, we want to be called good people. We want to be able to think that we've been good so we can get into heaven. You know, back to the beginning, you've got to be dead to get there. And then what happens when you get there and you find out that in your mind you've set this standard, you thought you were living the right way, and what if you miss the mark? Do you think God grades on a curve that there's a percentage that maybe he says, oh, that's good enough, you were close enough, and we know that's not true. So what are we to do? How are we supposed to do this? And then the Bible gets confusing. You heard Jesus today say that unless your righteousness exceeds those of the Pharisees and the scribes of the law, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And yet we find other places where Jesus is saying those scribes and those Pharisees, those people, who were defined as good weren't going to enter the kingdom of heaven that robbers and thieves and harlots and other people were entering the kingdom of heaven before them. So what is it? Do good people go to heaven? What's the answer to this question? There's so many confusing things. Remember the rich young ruler that came to Jesus? What must I do to inherit eternal life, he said. Jesus said, well, what are the commandments, you know? Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God above all things. Don't steal. Don't lie. All these, he said, I have kept since my youth. And Jesus smiled and he said, well, one more thing. 
go and sell all you have and give it to the poor. And the Bible tells us he went away sad because he was wealthy. There was one more thing. You see, the standard of what he thought was good, all the things he had done all his life, wasn't enough. You know, we have a problem if good people go to heaven. We can't define good. We don't know what the standard is. It varies between cultures. It varies between people. The Bible isn't clear to give us a whole set of what we must do and don't to let us know for sure we've made the list and we're going to heaven. So what is the answer? Well, we know as Christian people that the Bible gives us that answer. It gives us the answer in Jesus Christ, our Savior. And here's the thing, you know, the 100% standard doesn't ever go off the table with God. It's that God let his son keep that standard for us. Through our baptism, Jesus Christ, who was perfect as his heavenly Father was perfect, gives us that perfection that we are seen through the eyes of Jesus Christ. That phrase in the Bible, in Christ. See, we are placed into Jesus Christ through that gift of baptism, through our faith, through salvation, placed into him so that when God looks at us, he doesn't see our failures, our missing the mark, our sins or anything else. He sees the one who died on the cross for us. He sees his son, Jesus Christ. And as Paul says in Galatians, because of that, we are adopted into the family. We are brothers and sisters with Christ because of what he's done for us. He gives us the goodness that we need to meet the 100% mark. He gives us the holiness and the righteousness when we don't have it and we can't make it. You know, we could spend our lives, every day of our lives, forever and ever, wondering have we done enough, wondering if we've made the mark, and on our deathbed, saying like that person I sat with at that one wedding reception, I hope I'll get into heaven. I've tried to be a good person. Or we can simply say, Jesus has won the victory for me by his holiness, by his perfection, by his keeping of the law, fulfilling it as he said, and doing it all, he gives it to me. I never have to worry. I know I'm a sinner. I know I've missed the mark. It's not about me. It's about Jesus, his forgiveness, his love, and his perfection, which is a gift to me and all who believe. This is our message of hope in the myth of what the world says, that good people go to heaven. No redeemed people go to heaven. People who have faith in Jesus Christ and what he has done go to heaven because it is the gift of God. That wonderful verse, by grace you have been saved. The gift that God gives you in the perfection of Jesus Christ. We are good enough because of him. May we ever cling to that. May each of us know that solid foundation of God's love that is found in Jesus Christ. May we never doubt. May we never wonder. And may we help those around us who struggle and wonder and are trying to find their way to heaven and don't know if they've made it to give them the peace that surpasses human understanding. The peace that comes from being one in Jesus Christ.